0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: too late for marketing. You got going in the fourth quarter with those three balls, prior to that, he couldn't, couldn't buy one. So the Knicks, with their fourth win of their last five here at Madison Square Garden, Josh Hart, with a strong effort in his Knicks debut, the Knicks go to 31 and
0: 27 on the season, they defeat the Jazz, 126 to 120. Yeah, now I
2: think 500 at home, this is what they need to, to
1: become a better home court. Oh, allow me to reintroduce myself. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I don't even have the words right now. Um, that that was quite a how you doing? My name is Josh Hart. Lovely to meet you, <laughs> New York City. Uh, you know, it's not the first time um, that a player has come through that is just a very 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 natural fit for what the city. Loves, admires, appreciates, um, and at the moment needs for its basketball team. Um, Josh Hart is all of the things. All of the things that you could possibly want and very few of the things that you don't want. Um, Josh Hart is the whole package and perfect. Actually, no, not a perfect complementary role player in the league today because I won't go that far. But in terms of every great team and this is not a great team yet but every great team has that guy one of those guys somewhere on the roster who just like you know you're you're fuck shit up guy Josh Hart's gonna come into the game he's gonna fuck shit up um, in a good way and he did that tonight and uh, he was I mean I I know Jalen Brunson had ended up with 38 points gotta say think Josh Hart might have been the player of the game (laughs) Even with that, uh, I had to start there um, because there are a lot of things that we're going to talk about, um, but it's, I think it's only fair to start with Josh Hart after that debut because it was that good. Um, Knicks won a game that, to be quite honest with you, I'm not sure if they deserve to win. They're the better team. I think it's pretty clear that they're the better team. Utah is a good team. I Still would not be shocked if they if they made the play-in. Um, I don't think they will, but I would not be shocked. But Utah was the cleaner team throughout pretty much this entire game. New York was sloppy. They tried to give this game away. The Knicks did... Um, I don't want to say 10 waves from Sunday, but they tried to give it away a lot. Uh, end of the first quarter, that debacle, end of the second quarter, that debacle, even end of the third quarter. And Tibbs was yelling from the bench at Jalen because he gave up way too much room on that three pointer that went down. That's, you know, eight points right there. If you want to go back a little bit further in the second, because there was some, some lackadaisical D for several possessions there. Um Whatever. That was a bunch of points that they left on the board. Uh, Miss free throws. Julius Randle. Why, why, why? I love you, but why are you taking a technical free throw? Please don't do that. Um, Nick missed 10 from the line tonight. Not great. And uh, speaking of Mr. Randle, and it's not just him. There was some shoddy defense across the board, but like Kenya, can you, can Kenya you guard the all-star. On the other side, I know, I know it's, I know you want to outscore him. I know that's how you want to show him up. I get it, I get it. You got to guard two, and he started guarding him there, or he started to try to guard him there towards the end. I don't know how much good it did, but like, come on, the guy's wide open in the corner. I know he was over seven at the time. I think over six, over seven. I'm talking about Laurie Marketing, obviously from three, but uh, you you just can't let a guy like that get going, and you give him all the space in the world, he's going to get going. Um, I thought they got fortunate with that um no, i mean look this is a very good offensive team i might actually go on to say it's a great offensive team i mean their league ranking would say that they are a closer to a great offensive team than a good offensive team um at the very least they are very good offensively so i don't want to downplay that i mean they with their size and their speed they're just really hard to guard um and yeah uh, I mean, they're really good. So I don't want to put it all on the fact that like the Knicks didn't defend to their to their normal capabilities. Another game without Metro Robinson. Let that not go unsaid. Um, but still, like based on talent and based on how the Knicks shots were going down for a lot of this night and they ended up with 126 points. Like, let's be frank. This should have been more than a six point win. But a win is a win is a win. And it was a necessary win. I didn't quite... I like posed it in the subsec uh, chat for any of the newsletter subscribers, not quite a must win game, but like there was for me, at least this prospect of hanging over us of potentially going into the all star break with four straight losses. Cause we just lost in Philly, this Brooklyn team uh, watch the, watch the hell out. Cause they're like, I know they lost one of the best players in basketball and, whatever you want to consider Kyrie Irving. This team is not bad. They're good. And I am thinking already about the Monday game with some nervous excitement. Anyway, there's that game. And then we go down to Atlanta. You don't want to go into the all-star break with uh, riding a four-game skit. So now at the very least, even if you lose the next two, you go into the all-star break above 500. I said when we found out that Mitch was going to go down or be down until after the all-star break, I said at the time, If you get to the all-star break at 500, that's okay. I would sign for it. They are now going to go into the all-star break above 500, two games above 500 at the very least. If they could go in more than two games above 500, I mean, kudos to them. Um, Can they beat Brooklyn? Can they go into Atlanta and win that game? Sure. They could win both of those games. They could lose both of those games. I'm not going to be losing sleep now between now and the All-Star break. You'd love for them to go in on a high note, but like it's not the end of the world. They're going in above 500. I'll take it. Um, Other than Josh Hart, some other thoughts about tonight. I mean, Jalen Brunson, again, I I know I just said that Josh Hart might be the player of the game. Uh, 38 points on 22 shots, five assists, just another day at the office for a guy who apparently is not an NBA All-Star. Someone's going to have to explain that one to me. I know I just said the other day and I stand by it like Edwards, Fox, Pascal Siakam, defensible replacement picks. Like not insane, but man, (laughs) Jalen Brunson, just Jalen Brunson. I I don't know what more you could say Um, again, like Josh Hart, not a perfect point guard. But he's the guy you want on your team. And uh, he was stymied a little bit tonight, just like the Sixers stymied him after the first quarter last night. By the way, back-to-back win. Pretty good. Um, or a win on a back-to-back, I should say. Phrase, phrasing matters, as as I've learned a lot recently. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I thought he did a good job figuring out ways to impact the game positively, even though the, the jazz were really going out of their way to make it so that he was not the one to beat them. He still figured out some ways to beat them. Um, other than him, uh, I thought uh, again, obviously Josh Hart, big game. Uh, <laughs> Randall let's go to Randall next. Cause that's the easy one. Uh, a, an up and down Randall game. Shall we say some frustrating Randall moments shall we say also some very big Randall moments. Um, offensively, it is really, really, really tough to knock how well he is playing right now. Uh, I, I thought his approach for the most part was, was, was pretty good. Um, but yeah, up and down Randall game. And then the centers, uh, Jericho Sims, a lot of frustrating moments tonight. It's amazing that a guy that we keep hearing, oh, he can get his head above the rim. Well, if you could get your head above the rim, like how are you getting shots blocked so easily? How are you not blocking more shots on the other end? That said, I thought Sims did a good job coming back as the game went on, at least making his presence felt. He had that one possession under the basket where he got his own offensive rebound a couple times and ended up um, getting a goaltend called. Hardenstein, though, again, I mean, talk about uh, the, the rebirth of a dead man. We all wanted him out of here, or at the very least, like glued to the bench. Another guy. I'm not sure they win this game without Isaiah Hartenstein. Okay, let's talk about the other players who played basketball tonight and perhaps one that didn't. And then we'll roll from this into the moment of the game and, and uh, personal injury report. It's always a dicey proposition when you... Acquire a guy who is not a homegrown player, especially one that's going to be a free agent, as my light keeps giving me an issue. I don't know what that's a sign of, Uh, especially one that's going to be a free agent like Josh Hart. And that player takes time, opportunities. You know, time and opportunities, basically from young players on your roster, especially young players that are good. I. Two years ago, the team acquired Derek Rose in the middle of the season. Um, I don't think that Derek Rose's acquisition hindered anybody's development for sure, because I think he actually made life easier and better for Obi Toppin and Emmanuel quickly. But like, there's an argument there that like, OK, you're bringing in a 32 year old vet. This is not that. I understand Hart's going to be a free agent. I have zero question in my mind that Isaiah Hart is going to, or Isaiah Hart. I see, I'm doing it already. My lord, Josh Hart, this is going to be a problem. Josh Hart is going to get re-signed. Sounding by the sound of his introductory press conference, sounds like he thinks he's going to get re-signed. I don't think he's going anywhere. I'm not worried about that. I'm also not going to put him in the in the Derrick Rose transaction category because Derrick Rose was 32 years old, coming off you know kind of an injury-plagued career. He had one more run left in him. It is what it is. Josh Hart is not like young; he's 27. He's going to be 28 pretty soon. But like this guy's got another two, three, four, five. I'm two, three at the very least, four, probably five, six years as a very helpful NBA contributor left. Um, everybody gets paid eventually, and it sounds like you're, they're probably going to be able to get him at a, a workable number. If I had to guess, you know, quickly, extension eligible this summer. You know, Grimes is is a, a year and a half away from that. Um, it's not about the money. It's not about the money. At the same time, good teams figure out a way as they are getting from, medi- from bad to mediocre to good to develop their own talent. And the Knicks have not been perfect at this. Hi, Obi Toppin. We're going to talk about him in a second. And you can throw some other guys in there too. Um, but they've been pretty good on the whole. If we look, if we zoom out and we kind of like look at the whole picture and we like, okay, Emmanuel, quickly, really positive development story. Quentin Grimes, pretty positive development story. Deuce McBride, even, I would say at this point is a positive developmental story. And then you got Ar- Mitchell Robinson, positive developmental story under, under this coach in this regime. RJ Barrett is where we start getting into maybe some, some interesting questions. We'll talk about RJ in a sec, um, but I want to focus on quickly and and Grimes right now, because neither of them were on the floor at the end of the game. Grimes played 22 minutes, quickly played 23 minutes quickly had an outstanding game. Um, He was six and nine from the field. He scored 15 points. His defense was solid. I'm not going to go crazy yet about Emmanuel quickly playing 23 minutes, which I, I don't, I haven't, I could look it up, but it feels like that's the least amount of minutes he's played in a while. I'm not going crazy for this very specific reason. The Jazz brings so much size that I wonder if that's a big part of the reason why he only saw 23 minutes tonight. And I know Emmanuel quickly has a long wingspan and he plays a little bit bigger than he is. But like the Jazz are putting three seven footers on the floor pretty much all the time. And um like Taylor Horton Tucker is their like shooting guard um at times, you know, or like at the very least, they're small forward. Basically, if you had Brunson in the game and you had Hart in the game, there was no place to put quickly. And like Hart is better suited to, to defend, I think with size. So I'm not going to go crazy about quickly just yet. Grimes. I mean, he's in a little, still a little bit of cold spell right now that should factor in. So like we shouldn't be made, drawing too many conclusions or, or, or clutching pearls or, 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 um, you know, any of those sorts of analogies just yet after one game, if that is what you are otherwise inclined to do, you may be someone who says, I don't give a, just play the the good players. I I think it's a valid issue. I think it's a valid talking point. I think it's a valid concern, not going nuts about it yet. And just like, again, there are gradients of however you want to call it appropriate minutes, enough minutes and shots and touches to see, to, to feel like you're developing these players in an appropriate way. We know it when we see that it's not happening again, hello, what Toppin. And then we know it when we see it is happening. There's a chance that for the rest of this year, at least Quentin Grimes, I would think more than quickly, but maybe both of those two players, it's going to go back into that kind of in-between zone. We'll see something to bear watching. Um, and it is something that I think we're going to be talking about. That being said, and Deuce obviously didn't get off the bench tonight. So if you have an issue with that, I mean, that's fine. I'm not really hung up on it because I think he's still in the organization's plans. And I I, I think his minutes are too much touch and go that it does hurt them on some nights when he really has nothing on offense. There is a guy who, if you want to say, Josh Hart should be taking more of his minutes as opposed to Emmanuel Quickly or even Quentin Grimes. And that's RJ Barrett. Now, RJ Barrett went out and had one of the f- worst first halves of basketball of his season, which is saying something. Um, he came back. He recalibrated in the third quarter. He hit some big buckets in the second half of this game. I thought some, some of his baskets in the third quarter were important when they were kind of struggling on offense. Those were important baskets. His three pointer at the end, uh, two three pointers, actually, important baskets. So I don't want to downplay what RJ did, has done, can do from here on in. At the same time, and I know it's going to come up, so I'll just bring it up now and get ahead, get ahead of it. Like you watch this, and you're like, okay, well, if we know that, I mean, we've all heard this before because I've said it before. If the team needs another star, and like Josh Hart is a perfect complementary player, then what does that mean for RJ? And then you see moments like like missing Obi under the basket with no one within 10 feet of him. And it's like, come on, man. And then I, I lost track and was he, were they playing him too physical? Tibbs obviously got a technical RJ ended up getting a technical because they they thought they weren't calling enough fouls, but like I counted between airballed shots and blocked shots tonight. What was it? Five or six. Um, Turnover on his second possession of the game, very bad turnover. You know, it's like these things add up where it's like, it's not just a player struggling with the shot. It's plays that are not winning plays where you get on the flip side. You got a guy like Josh Hart. And I was trying to note everything he did, every freaking screen, every big offensive rebound, every, every, it's, you, I started running out of, like, I have like 12 notations for just like plays that I was like, Oh, this could be a play of the game candidate. This could be a play of the game candidate. It's going to be an interesting conversation um from now until I guess the summertime. Uh Obi, man, poor Obi. Played nine minutes tonight. Uh, there's, a, there's a video going around of him being frustrated. Again, we didn't get that pass under the basket. Someone reached out to me on the on the Substack Twitter or the Substack uh, chat app saying like, I don't know if they were at the game, but saying like Obi maybe not being as up and supportive of his teammates uh, on the bench like he usually is. You know, you have to wonder if Obi Toppin's like, why am I still on this team? Why am I still on this team to play nine minutes and stand in the corner? and i I will <laughs> I, I'm here I, I'm here for the discussion as to why that is and where blame lies. I maintain that the blame lies not all on one man, and we know who that man is, but on the organization as a whole um, including the people that drafted him and then didn't trade away the guy in front of them. not saying that they should have, but that's just the fact of the matter. It it is what it is. And they decided to keep him after this deadline because the offers that they got in their estimation were embarrassing. And it's like, well, what did you think you were going to get for this guy? You know? Um, And I I don't... I don't know. So that's about it. I want to end on a down note. Um, Hey, the next one, a game. It's, again, important win. Big win with hit a bunch of threes down the stretch. Like you want to say, yeah, they got lucky. They hit a bunch of threes. Well, you know what? <laughs> they made plays. How many times have we watch this team not make plays down the stretch of game. They made plays. Give them credit for that. Okay. Give them credit for that. And with that, we will go to moment of the game.
2: What's up, Knicks fans? This new year, you've got goals, and Factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of them. Save time and have the energy you need to tackle everything on your to-do list with Factor's ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie smart, vegan veggie, and protein plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on take, out, get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper, but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery. Just two minutes. Also, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, Flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to Factormeals.com film slash filmschool50 and use the code FilmSchool50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor America's number one ready to eat meal kit. Um this
1: is going to be a Josh Hart exclusive moment of the game. No one else gets any moment of the game entries at all. I am going to go for moment of the game. I literally have like a dozen things to pick from. I'm going to go with um Josh Hart's first bucket is a nick. I apologize I forget what what the score was, but his first bucket is a nick. I will go with Man, there's so many freaking offensive rebounds to go with. <sighs> I w- I want to go with the heart, the steal, and then the pass ahead to Obi for the for Obi scoring in transition in like the middle of the second quarter because that was a really fun play. Yeah, it's, sure, let's go with that for Obi's one one basket of the game and for his third. Oh man, let's go with his second three pointer. Was this a second three pointer? His second three-pointer, the one that felt like it kind of put the game away. Let's go with that. And, there, and I can't believe, I bet, terrible job by me, that uh, I'm three candidates, I don't get one offensive rebound in there. What the hell is wrong with me? I don't know. The, I'm sorry. My apologies. I, 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 could be, I should be better. But those are the three moments of the game. Okay. Uh, personal injury report presented by our friends at Weiss and Rosenblum. Um, don't forget, if you think you might have a case, call Weiss & Rosebloom today at 212-366-6100. Again, Weiss & Rosenblum, personal injury attorneys, um, 212-366-6100, or visit weissandrosenblum.com for more information. I'm going to have a long conversation with uh, on my text group with uh, with Barry Weiss and his, and his brother, who was not necessarily a big fan of this Josh Hart acquisition. Barry, we got to talk some sense. And to your brother here, just saying. Um, yeah, don't forget, call a veteran, not a rookie. Okay, personal injury report: Mitchell Robinson out until at least the All Star break. That is all we have to report at this time. Um, they need him back, man. They need him back. You saw it tonight. It was plain. It was plain as day. This team needs. Mitchell Robinson. They are not the same without Mitchell Robinson. Their defense. I don't even want to look at what their defensive ranking is going to be after this game. Since Mitchell Robinson went down, it's going to be in the bottom three or four of the league still. And yet they continue to survive because their offense is freaking gangbusters. So go figure. Okay. That is it. JP, AP, JP again on the ones and twos. Let's do it. Let's get to the super chats. A perfect way to start us off. Sam Garcia, Josh Hart needs to be a Nick for life. Can you can you still do lifetime contracts in the sport of basketball? I know Magic Johnson once upon a time got, uh, what did he get? 20, 25 years, $25 million. Was that it? I think that was it back in like the 80s. Can we, do you think Josh Hart would sign for that? Do you think Josh Hart would sign for 25 years, $25 million? I would like to sign him for that. That would be great. I hope he is in it for life. And he, and again, like, again, this dude's media savvy. He knows what to say and how to say it. But I believed him when he was like, I'm a basketball player that's been looking for a home. I think he found a home. Like, why would you ever want to let this guy get away? Absolutely. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate it. Jibo. Interesting who closed the game, huh, J-Mac? Um, yeah, I, I, again, I don't, you know, Benji was saying in our, and I hope he doesn't mind me revealing this. Benji was saying in our text thread uh Hart's going to become a major crutch for Tibbs, And like my my honest response is like can you blame him? Which again, it gets into the other issue. That's why I wanted to talk about all that stuff at the beginning of the show about like yes, there is a clear it's a conversation to be had. You know, um and and to be clear, again, I thought RJ Barrett was on the floor at the end. Maybe he would have been on the floor anyway. We don't know. But I thought in this game, he was on the floor for sure because of Utah's size. Um, And they were not going to go with Brunson quickly and Hart. But yes, it was interesting. It was interesting. Thanks, Chibo. Dan Hidalgo. What's going on, Dan Hidalgo? as I look up on my screen in league pass and I see that the freaking heat came back and beat the magic. God damn it. Orlando, you beat Denver the other night. You couldn't pull this one out against, against the freaking heat. Come on. Um, Dan Hidalgo. I was wrong about Hart. He looked tremendous in every lineup he was in. Even if his shooting regresses, like you said, we can mitigate with shooters. It's not even like you're mitigating with shooters. You're just, You're putting a good basketball player on the floor who knows his limitations. That's the important part. If you have a player on the floor who either doesn't realize his own limitations or more often than not sticks his own head and like knows the limitations. He's like, you know what? I'm going to tune that out. I'm going to power on through. That could be bad. And we see it play out. And I don't need to talk about the specific reasons or the specific names of players we see that play out with. But like you see that play out sometimes. Josh Hart knows what he's good and not good at. He knows how he's helping teams win games. Um, he knows what his role is going to be on this team. Like just put him on the floor and let that dude go to work. You know, it helps you. He helps you in so many ways, and it really does. I think put a spotlight on how you know, when we talk about, well, you know, yeah, this, the, the box score is nice, but the, like, there's something lacking. There's a, not a whole lot of winning plays. You know, we've seen it with IQ be, I mean, in the positive way, I, Emmanuel quickly, all the positive things he does don't show up on the box score. Josh Hart's another one. Although oh my God, how many, like, how many steals did he have tonight? At four steals, 11 points, four steals, four offensive rebounds. Seven rebounds total. Not a bad debut. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate that. Um, Colin Reardon. Hart reminds me of a bulkier Emmanuel Quickly. What a fit. Yeah, I think different players. I mean, Quickly's going to, you know, Quickly's going to, should theoretically continue to hurt, hurt other teams with his shooting. Um, Hart gives you a little bit, I think, more. A little bit more versatility on defense because he just he plays a little bit bigger than quickly. I think. Um, I mean, they're just two. that they're just two winning ball players. Two guys who do all the little things. So yeah, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't put it past anybody to say like, oh yeah, these players. One reminds me of the other, or vice versa. Absolutely. And I, I can't wait to see them on the floor together a lot. I hope we get to see that a lot because this team is going to be hell to beat and play when they're out there. Thanks, Colin. Jesse M Josh Hart connector. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good connector. He knows it moves the ball, makes good passes, smart, all the good things. Thanks, Jesse. Good stuff from you. Uh, Next up, Dylan Crowley. Nick's playing with some heart and I heart (laughs) there for it. I, Again, like get smart basketball players on the floor together. That should be the goal. That And Isaiah Hardenstein, I really do wonder how much of it was the Achilles that was bothering him at the beginning of the year that we've heard reported as to why he's now just coming around and playing like this. Uh, whatever it is, the dude was absolutely instrumental tonight. 14 rebounds in 25 minutes, including six on the offensive glass. Team high plus nine. Not an accident at all. Yeah, they're gonna make a good combination. I'm I'm really I'm excited to see those guys on the floor together at the for the rest of the year. And what I'll I'll miss, I think a little bit when Mitch is back, cause like Hardenstein's gonna go back to more of a bench role and they're gonna give Mitch probably as many minutes as he could handle. Like, I'm kind of digging the Hardenstein minutes. You know? He's He's not Mitch, and they need Mitch, <laughs> but it, the hard time minutes are fun in a different way, because he's playing like the guy that they signed as a guy, as opposed to the guy that we saw for most of this year. <laughs> Good stuff, Dylan. Thank you. Hamdy M. What's the saying? Size matters? Utah's a big ass team. Yes, they are. <laughs> oh my God, are they? And here's the thing. They're a big ass team, and then the only ones who aren't big, Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson. Are fast as shit. Jordan Clarkson is. Oh, thank God he was, couldn't hit a buy a three tonight. He was one of eight from deep. But like that dude, and I've watched again a, a decent amount of Utah this year because I was really into them early in the year. They were f- super fun to watch. They still are super fun to watch. Not against our team though. Like Clarkson, just like when he gets inside and he's working it. Like he's like we we love Jalen Brunson here with all these little little mid rangey things, this and that. Jordan Clarkson has a lot of the same stuff. Like he is crafty as all hell when he gets in and around the rim. Um, and Colin Sexton's, you know, he's not bad either. Dude, averaged 24 points a game. So like, yeah, they blend size really well with other, with other skill. Curious to see what a Baji turns into. He was two or two tonight, made it three. Um, anyway, rest of Hamdi's comment. Uh, nice home win. Just another day at the office for J- uh, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle. Amazing. This team's 31 and 27. Good stuff. Thanks, Ham DM. Appreciate it. Manny Campos, what's going on, man? It was good to see you. Uh, pretty sure I saw you in the the Substack chat earlier. Um, where the cam? Hive at? LOL. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. We don't want to do that. I look. I, I'll. I watched most uh, close to all the game last night, the Portland game cam looked okay. Shout out to Ace Zulo, uh, our, our, uh, newest contributor here to KFS did a threat, did a thread of literally every relevant play to cam's game last night. And he did some good things. I mean, it was, it reminded me watching and, and then going back and reliving it with Ace Zulo's thread of like a lot of games. We saw cam play here. Um, some good, some not so good. I, I, still remain skeptical that he, unless he fundamentally changes some things about his approach to the game is going to be able to be a, a part of a winning team, but like, look good. It was good. It was good debut from cam. And, uh, I think he'll be, a, I think he's going to get some chances. I'll say that. Cause the way, the way Portland season is going, I, I um, mm. we'll see. Thanks, Manny. Hey, MDM. Josh won my heart. We gotta get we gotta get some T shirts in the works. Get uh get XJ on the phone, design some good stuff. It's a marketing bonanza waiting to happen. Uh, thanks Hamdi, appreciate it. Joseph Brendan, what's going on, Joseph? How are you? Hart probably makes sixty five percent of the non scoring winning plays tonight. It, I mean, I wish I could this. You know, like there was a moment. I think it was after yeah, after he got the offensive oh no, sorry. His first corner three that uh put the Knicks up uh one oh four or something came down the other came down the other end and then that was the moment where <clears throat> Mar, uh, Lauren marketing. I was gonna say Markinson, Colonel Markinson. Where Colonel Markinson lost the ball, and then it ended up on the floor, and like Brunson had it, but he didn't really have it, and he gave it up, and it ended up in like a a foul at the at the rim, and Utah I think got a couple of free throws out of it. I went back because I I was record the game, and I had to rewatch the play like three or four times to be sure. But guess who got his hand in there and caused that caused Markinen to fumble away that ball. It was Josh Hart. Like just the little things of like knowing when to dig, you know, and, and like, not like we've seen so many Knicks this year, like reach as like that, like reach as in bad defense. Like that we know when reaching is bad defense. Hart doesn't do that shit. When Hart reaches in, it's usually smart and well-placed and it's going to lead to good stuff. Anyway, rest of Joseph's comment. I feel like he's actually going to be a great role model for the young guys. Two or three from three. That's another way to look at it. And like, you know, I have a feeling some people are going to maybe have a tough time looking at it that way, but that he is like he should be a role model. He's a good player. He should be able to teach a kid in Quen Grimes who is, is in his second year how to be better. You know, even quickly, like we, we take quickly for granted because he's so freaking amazing, but he could still afford to learn some things. Um, great, great call, Joseph. Great call. And, and, and sorry, um, uh, uh, one more thing for the next comment. This situation right here, and there's some good and some bad. Again, you got Obi doesn't look really happy, and they probably should have moved him. Um, we'll see what happens with the other guys, how some of the other guys react. This is a test, for me at least, of organizational culture. Can you bring in a talented guy with the understanding? No one's trying to hide this, with the understanding that, like, there are individual interests at heart, at, at play here. Emmanuel quickly is about to negotiate a new contract. Quentin Grimes trying to establish his footing in the league. Deuce McBride trying to get his freaking feet on the court and stay there. Obi Toppin trying to. I mean, I don't want to say save his career, but like, you know, a lot of individual interests at RJ Barrett. We haven't even mentioned RJ Barrett. A lot of individual interests at play. Is your culture strong enough to keep not only everybody on uh, focused and on the same page, but like genuinely invested in the team? And like, they were tonight, despite the fact that they were a little sloppy. You you know, Tibbs, it's all about the team, 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 which you like, you love. But at the same time, in terms of managing personalities and like, you know, calming the fears, perhaps, of certain players who feel like, oh, what's going on with my role here? He has not always been the best coach. He's been a bad coach when it comes to that shit. So I really do feel like the role model thing... like. This is a test. This is a really important moment for this franchise. And I hope, I hope that they are cognizant of that moving forward. And they're not just like, okay, great. We checked off another box. We got Josh Hart. Let's, get to the, let's try to win some games. Let's get to the summer. And then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll worry about it then. And we'll ship out whoever we need to ship out. You know, I, I hope there's more of a deft touch here. And that includes a coach. Uh and, and I'm I'm worried about that. I'm just I'm gonna be straight. I'm worried about that. Sorry to go on and, and on about that, but this is like really do feel like this is kind of a pivotal moment. Could be great, could be not good at all. Thanks again, Joseph. Um now, next comment. Ahmed uh Nurudin, Hart is an older version of Grimes, three glue guy now. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I different sort of player. I think Grimes. Quite frankly, has a higher ceiling because of the shooting. And he but he just needs to improve. He needs to get better. Josh Hart, 30th pick on the draft. Quentin Grimes, 25th pick on the draft. You can find guys late. For sure. Thanks, Ahmed. Mars Pascoff. Not to be dramatic, but Hart needs to never play for another team for the rest of his career. I love it. Absolutely. Please. I could see him retire. I mean, listen that this franchise could use a couple of freaking guys who were here for a while, you know, like I'm writing something about Julius Randall for the, for a newsletter over the all-star break. And like, you know, he's really getting up there in the, in the franchise scoring rankings. And then you just look up and down. And it's like, there's just so few players over the last 20 years who have had any sort of longevity here. And that's why I think, If you're impassioned about the futures and longevity and development and all of these things about guys like Emmanuel quickly and Quentin Grimes, you know, um, I don't blame you. At the same time, there's no reason that Josh Hart can't be here for a very long time, too, and can't establish himself. We've seen other players come here midway through their careers and, you know, feel like they were a nick for life. We've seen that happen before. If they're the right sort of player, why can't Josh Hart be that player? Thanks, Mars. Especially since he wants to be here. Many compos inject more Josh Hart hustle into my veins. The other thing that, I, and I think this was pointed out on the Substack chat, uh, you you play harder, I think, if you're out there with that sort of guy, right? Like the like if that dude's flying around and like laying out on the whole thing and getting his getting his ass in there for every rebound, like doesn't it make you want to play harder? I would think so. Thanks, Manny. All about injecting it. Busy. Best distribution of heart court awareness. Best distribution of heart. I'm not. I, hmm, I'm not sure what you mean by best distribution of heart. I think you mean like that's his, like his best quality is his court awareness. I'll co-sign that. Um, yeah. I mean, he has great court awareness on both ends of the floor. Knows where he is at all times. Knows where everybody else is at all times. He's like quickly in that way. He's like quickly in that way. Again, really a lot of similarities between those two players. For as different as they are. Thanks, Bizzy. Always appreciate you, man. Yeah, Lee. What's going on, yeah? If I played 48 minutes a game, I wouldn't be mad. I love all the heart love today. This is great. In all seriousness, I'm truly not sure if Tibbs will ever take him out of the game. He's going to play a lot. I mean, this was his first game with the freaking team and he played 27 minutes, you know, I mean, 26 minutes, excuse me. And he makes this sort of impact routinely too. I mean, the rebounds are what the rebounds are. The offensive rebounds are what the offensive rebounds are. And you feel, you feel those offensive rebounds, you know? If you're the other team and you're discouraged by it, think again. Think about when we played them, and this guy got 19 rebounds. Six foot four dude getting 19 rebounds, you know, demoralizing that is, you know. And then when he's getting his hand in passing lanes and everything, it's just it's good stuff. Thanks, yeah, appreciate it, man. Hush, zoo. What's going on, man? What a debut from Hart. You can obviously tell he is a clear Tibbs favorite. Bring some invaluable stuff. Knicks are a piece away. I agree. The Knicks are a piece away. Um, yeah. I think they're a piece away, but man. I You know what? We haven't revisited in a, a while. And I would like to revisit. Going into this season. Everybody who was like, and again, I'm not, I can't. I don't want. This is going to sound like I'm retroactively. I want to. I, I, we should have done the Donovan Mitchell trade. Not saying that. Not saying that. To be very clear, but the conversation was, good job by the Knicks not trading for Donovan Mitchell. They have no stars. He's not the numbers, the one A star that's going to get you there. You would have had to give up too much for him. You wouldn't have had enough left over for the other star. Could we end that fucking conversation? Can that conversation be over? Like, say what you want about Randall. Randall's a look, he's an imperfect player. We get it. We watch him every night. We you don't have to tell us. We know. That dude's like, he's just really good. And if you and if you could figure out a way to to mitigate and minima, minimalize, minimize minimize, minimize, minimize his weaknesses, which they've done a good job for the most part of doing this year, especially in late game situations, has not reared its ugly head as much as it did earlier in this year. His deficiencies there, his boneheaded plays less and less and less and less for the most part, for the most part, Jalen Brunson. I mean, what more do you need to see that this guy could be the starting point guard in a championship level team? If he, if you give him the right number one, next to him, you know, like I, I want that conversation to be over. I'm not saying they're one trade away. Like it has to be a very particular trade. You know, we'll see what this summer brings. Cause I don't, I don't think that one guy, the the right guy, the guy that turns them into a contender. I don't think that guy is going to be available this summer, but Hey, you never know. You never know. There's a tweet from Timmy Bontemps. <laughs> That's great. Jalen Brunson uh, on if he's garnered any motivation for missing the All-Star game. No. Inject that right into my veins. Um. Next up. Dom Cappuccini, what's going on, my friend? I have a feeling Hart will be worth, well worth the first I think so, too. Just two more games for Mitch. Can't wait. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. We'll see. Someone get JB in the All-Star game. I mean, I don't know what other injury we're counting on. I mean, I, I don't want to. Like, it, it really does. It forces you to sit here and be like, can someone else get hurt? Um. Now, <clears throat> LeBron James didn't play tonight. I'm watching the game right now. He's not playing. It's Saturday. The All-Star game is Sunday like if his foot is really bothering him now, and and also by the way, they already made it very clear the West East thing. Like where we're just going to, I think they're just taking whoever they think they should take. So maybe if LeBron's out, maybe, maybe an East player gets in instead, maybe it could be Brunson. I don't know. I don't know. The, the, The league's not telling us what the rules are. Unfortunately. But yeah, I think Josh Hart's going to be worth what they paid to get him. By the way, shout out to Sam Vecini um, of The Athletic, who uh, has criticized the Knicks a lot over the years, wrote a very nice piece for The Athletic in which he praised the Josh Hart trade up and down. And I would encourage everybody to go read that. Shout out to Sam Vecini.